1: is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike, episode 36. Uh, listen, the, the reason that we're joined here today is to take a look at what's going on out there. And there is a lot happening today. Uh, right now, as you and I sit here listening, we are waiting to hear from Troy Price. That's the guy I've been beating up on all day. He is the Iowa Democratic Party chair. He has made it known that he intends to speak to the press very soon. What is he going to say? Is he going to offer an explanation for these delays? Is he going to offer the, the results of the caucus efforts of last night? Uh, we have no idea, but we're standing by and we'll take it live as soon as Mr. Price uh, steps up to uh, the microphone. In the Meantime, though, I want to talk about hunting. I read a story just yesterday in the Washington Post that caught my eye, and it made me think of uh, my former boss, Congressman Rob Bishop. The headline is this, and I'll read it to you. It says, hunting is slowly dying off, and that has created a crisis for the nation's many endangered species. Hunting is slowly dying off, and that has created a crisis for many the nation's many endangered species. Now to a layman that makes no sense. How is it that uh, if there are fewer hunters that the endangered species are faring uh, less uh, well than they have in the absence of hunters? And here's the reason. It is because there is a portion of your hunting license. There's a fee associated with that, which then goes to conservation efforts. And as, uh, you know, the, the practices change and hobbies change and fewer folks are getting out uh, into the woods and hunting, uh, it turns out that fewer fees are making their way uh, over to these conservation efforts. Now, I had uh, Producer Amy check this out for me. I wanted to know if that remains true here in the state of Utah, and that uh, is not the case. Here in Utah, there uh, year over year are more hunting Hunters uh, taking uh, or getting their hunting licenses than uh, in years past. Uh, And so here in Utah, uh, we're we're still a place where hunting takes place. But across the country, uh, there's less of it happening, again, leading to fewer fees being collected for conservation efforts. So I've invited Congressman Rob Bishop here uh, in studio to ask him essentially, how do you respond to all this? And
0: what do you make of these numbers? Well, the the number's true. If If you say that hunting is dying off... In the aggregate, it may be true it says don 't have people think that within my lifetime no one 's going to be hunting anymore. There are still millions and millions of hunters. But when they make their licenses, they buy their their fish fish tackling stuff, they buy their ammunition all that there is a fee that 's assessed by the federal government. Uh, About 60% of that goes to the states. The states are in charge of wildlife, and they get the federal money to help them assist with that program. In fact, what we did in this last session, part of our lands bill, is to give states more flexibility so they can use that money to create shooting areas. They can create all sorts of education policies, programs to try and attract more people into it. But the bottom line is, over the years, it's called the Pittman-Robertson Act, done during the Great Depression era. Uh, it's produced 14 billion dollars over those years that go specifically to conservation and the more we encourage hunters and encourage ammunition buys and those kind of things the more money can go into the conservation program even though it's declining it's still over a billion bucks one and a half billion a year that goes into specifically conservation programs if you don't do that if you don't allow those hunters and fishers who voluntarily come up with this program to try and help out if you don't allow that the states are going to have to cough up a whole lot more money do you propose any alternatives you have anything in the works that uh, that might bolster this uh, to encourage more hunters? Like I'm saying, we're 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 doing pretty good right now. It's not going to die off immediately. Sure, but yeah, there have been proposals that the hunters and fishing community themselves have proposed to actually increase the amount of fees that go to that, as long as they can go to specific programs that help them out. and And we did that in the last uh, cycle. It was technically part of the lands package that we bought although we had to juggle at a few things because it started in the Senate instead of the House, and this is a revenue-enhancing bill. So, yeah, there are some bills that we will still be dealing with. Every year, there's a sportsman's package to try to encourage people to get involved with this, but also allow them to do that. Sure. Uh, we're speaking in studio to First District Congressman Rob
1: Bishop. Uh, we were talking about uh, th- there's a trend across the country. There are fewer hunters out there. Not here in Utah. We've got more year over year, uh, but across the country, uh, fewer folks are engaging in hunting as a hobby, and that's uh leading to a decline in the collection of these fees which have traditionally gone to our con- to conservation. Uh but let's shift gears now. Uh, pretty dramatically. You have come directly here to the station from uh, Capitol Hill. Uh, what were you
0: doing up there? Every year the members of the delegation go there and talk to the legislature whether they want us to or not. Usually the latter. But at least this time uh it's not done on the floor at a formal speech. We went to their 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 conferences, all four of them, and we're able to sit down and have a good conversation with questions and answers. You present what you're
1: up to in Washington. They ask questions of what you're up to. You bolster relationships.
0: What type of information did you share with them today? Oh, I lied through my most of it there. Oh, great. No, the con- concept is. Uh, Well, the way we do things in the state of Utah, the way the legislature does things in the state of Utah, the process and procedure, which I always yell about, is so superior to what we do in Washington. You have to love it. I'm so sorry to do this, uh, but the the chair, Troy Price, of the Iowa
1: Democratic Party is walking to the microphone right now. I'm so sorry, guys. We're going to cut away. We're going to go to Iowa now. Here is Troy Price, Iowa Democratic Party chair, speaking now.
2: As chair of the party, I apologize deeply for this. Last night, we were faced with multiple reporting challenges and decided, out of an abundance of caution, to protect the integrity of the Iowa caucuses and their results by taking the necessary steps to review and confirm the data. A thorough, transparent and independent examination of what occurred yesterday will follow. But let me be clear. My number one priority has been on ensuring the accuracy and integrity of the results. And we have been working all night to be in the best position to report results. And here, in just a couple of minutes, uh, we will be reporting uh, 62% of precincts from all 99 counties. The bottom line is that we hit a stumbling block on the back end of the reporting of the data, but the one thing I want you to know, we know this data is accurate, and we also have a paper trail and documentation that will that have been able to use uh, to provide information to help verify the results. This is personal to me. I'm a lifelong Iowan. I have caucused for 20 years, and I know how important it is for to our party. To our state and to everyone, from our neighbors to new voters, to be able to come together all across the state, we want Iowans to be confident in the results and in the process. And we are going to take the time that we need to make sure that we do just that. So I know folks are going to want to be seeing the results as they come in, but I'm happy to take a couple of quick questions before that happens.
3: How can anyone trust you now?
2: We have been working day and night to make sure that these results are accurate. The one thing I will say is that uh, the underlying data, the raw data, is secure. It was always secure. Uh, this was a coding error uh, in, uh, in one of the pieces on the back end, but the raw data, the data that has come in, is secure. And I can assure Iowans of that. Do you
0: want to be in Do you worry it could cost you your first-in-the-nation
2: status or endanger the caucuses as a nation? The fact is is that this is a conversation that happens every four years. There's no doubt that that conversation will take place again. Uh, But right now, my focus is making sure that we get these results out. We are going to continue to do that, and uh, we will have the results out as soon as we can. Jeff. Well, we're going to take the time we need to get these results done. Now that we have the first uh, batch that's going to be coming out here in a couple of minutes, uh, we're going to continue to go through our processes, verifying everything. But the thing to remember here, folks, is that we have a paper trail. We have always said all along, That throughout this process, that we have backups to this system, that we have redundancies built in, and one of the ways that we do that is through the paper trail. Now, the fact is, is that as we uh, started doing this uh, last night, it took longer than we expected, and so. But the my paramount concern is making sure that these results are accurate. And reflect what happened last night in uh, caucuses across the state we 're going to do just that, and that 's we 're going to take the time we need to do that when was the app
0: submitted reviewed
1: by an independent third party. Why was the app never tested statewide, and why did the Iowa Democratic Party deny the Department of Homeland
2: Security's offer to test the app? We have, one, I have no knowledge of the Department of Homeland Security making that offer to us. I will say that we have worked with cybersecurity experts, nationally renowned cybersecurity experts, to test this app and to uh, uh, do uh, testing and security checks on this app. Uh, so uh, we have we took the steps we followed was necessary, but we found a coding error last night once we discovered some irregularities as the results started to come I was in. Yeah. Why was it never tasted? What's that?
3: Were there any coding discrepancies during the, the third
2: party testing? no there weren't and that's why and that is why the, that's why what happened last night is simply unacceptable and so uh, again we're going to have a thorough and independent review of exactly what happened last night we still right now we're in the process of making sure that we get these results out and that's what we're going to stay focused on
3: yeah, yeah. This whole process is rigged. How do you combat that? How do you assure Americans that this is
2: trustworthy, this data? We have said all along that we were going to make these caucuses the most transparent possible. This year, we're reporting out more data than we ever have reported before. And in addition to that, we have paper trails that we've never had before. And so we're going to take the time we need to verify these results. But these results are being based off what happened in the precincts last night. When uh, I ran for chair, I made a commitment to see the caucus process through. That is what I am working on. That is what I will continue to work on. And whatever happens after that uh, is to be determined. Anyways, thank you all, folks. The results are coming in. We will see you later.
3: I'm Dave Colley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold.